You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Uh, not much, man. You know, just get ready round two. Let's go. Playoff hockey, uh, full effect, and very entertaining, despite what we said last week. If you stuck through that episode <laughs> and the shitty audio, I apologize for that. I don't know what happened. Literally haven't changed anything on the board, and apparently it sounds good. And I'm saying this before we even edit. So hopefully it's loose or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, a lot to kind of get into with the playoffs. Um, What there's not a lot to do or not a lot to talk about is the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. I guess that's (laughs) what happens when you suck and you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, and also the season just is kind of finished there. So. There's not much that's going to be happening right off the bat, you know, like. Real quick, I guess, it kind of just came to me. Is it concerning to you at all that it hasn't been kind of like announced like, oh, we've seeked permission to interview XYZ for coach? No, not yet. No. I mean, I think that the, they got to, I think they're probably trying to figure out if they can get a first round pick right now. (laughs) That's true. Okay, and uh, we'll get into that in a second here. Or maybe they're taking a week off, week or two off, you know, like just settle settle down. You can't take a week off when you are dog shit hockey. You have to be working 24-7 because we need a Stanley Cup next year. Yeah, true. <laughs> God, if that was the mentality going into this, that'd be fucking brutal. Um, but, yeah, so yeah. the really quick things, um, we were kind of hyping up Rockford last week uh, going into – the I guess it would be the semifinal for the central division in the AHL playoffs. And, yeah, round two. It, it's weird how they do it. They do like divisional and all that. Um and they got swept by the Wolves. I don't even think it was close. Don't quote me on scores because I really didn't pay attention to it. Um, we should probably be better with our AHL team, but it's kind of hard to get into it when there's no prospects. There's there's Lucas. <laughs> Lucas Reichel, yeah. I guess I guess if there's Lucas Reichel cam, that'd be different. And it's just like watching him the entire game. Maybe Soderblom too. Like just do cameras on those two guys the entire time. Um, I mean, Soderblom just he doesn't he doesn't get get the juices going for me. He doesn't excite me. He's not sexy. Know. He's not like he's not a sexy goalie prospect. Um, and what really pisses me off and just a nice reminder of how close we were to having the goalie prospect. I wanted um, the guy from Nashville. I always forget his name. I, I wanted him so bad. And I don't remember. Askarov. Yes. He just signed his entry level deal with uh, also Wallstead just signed his entry level deal with Minnesota. Like two, two great goalies that I wanted the Hawks to get. And they neither, they didn't get either. Cause they those are easily, that point. those are easily the one, two goalie prospects in the league right now. Right. Yes, out of the, like the last like couple of years, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else um, coming up or. Yeah, let me see. But yeah, yeah. go ahead though, because like the, it is. It was uh, I think it was what Puck Report on Instagram. Yeah, they had posted like uh, like I think his name's Jesper Wallstead. It was like, oh, he signed his entry level deal. I was like, oh yeah, we didn't get that guy. That sucks. And then like a. It was part of their story, and then like two stories later, it was just like 
Yaroslav Askarov signs his entry level deal. I was like, oh, fuck, man. Minnesota. Like, yeah, Minnesota's going to have to lean a lot of entry level deals because they go into Cap Hell this year. Yes, yeah, the start, and it's not the worst part of it either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that happened. Rockford sucks. Um, yeah, but, they lost know, four to one. You said they got swept. It was a best of five. So in game three, they lost four to one. They had lost the previous two. Like, I think four to something too. I think it was like, I don't think the games were close. If I remember like the, it's weird. I follow the Wolves on Instagram, but I don't follow the Rockford Ice Hawks. Yeah, man. What's going on? Um, I don't know. The Wolves hooked us up. I don't see Rockford hooking us up. I just, I mean, I wish it was easier to navigate these fucking. <laughs> the HL website pages. sucks. Like it's Let's so see. brutal. So they lost two to six in game one, Jesus. one to four in game two, and one to four in game three. Not great. Oof. Not right. great, especially after looking like a threat against uh, Texas. The other main Hawks talk note I have is I don't know if we mentioned this on the show, but the Blackhawks broke a or for the first time since like 1967 or something like that. Uh, the Blackhawks or like a team in the NHL, like 19, whatever, 67 when the Buffalo Sabres came in the league, correct? Okay. Yes. That's when the year they came in? Yeah. That was the last time that an NHL team did not have a power play goal scored by a defenseman. Oh, yeah. That's cool shit, isn't it? Until the 2022 Chicago Blackhawks. Mm. Why am I bringing this up now? Seth Jones. Defenseman, Chicago Blackhawks, was playing for Team USA, Captain America, in his first game at the World Championship, scores a power play goal. And I think Sam Lafferty was, like, in front playing that, like, that Taves, like, Taves role. Like, screen screen, screen the, the goalie. goalie. Yeah. Banging the shit. It's cool. 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 I mean. So, it's just hilarious to me. Yeah. 82 games, you're going to do it one game away from the Blackhawks system, and boom, you're doing it. I mean, the, the power play is not set up to go basically through the defenseman. It's no, really, I know. It's really know. a cane set up, and it's kind of like get the puck to Debrinket. Cross-ice Debrinket. Or, or get, feed it down low and put it back to the middle. Like, it's not set up to have, like, point shots, really. It's just insanity that 82 games and not one – Defenseman goal on the PK or power play on the power play. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, yeah. Yeah. It is kind of weird. I mean, it's like I said, it's been how long? 67. So, like, it's been a while. I just wanted to go back to the goalie thing. The yeah. only other goalie that's been drafted recently that uh, who's actually drafted before Wallstead was uh, Sebastian Kosa. And I think that he wasn't really the number one goalie prospect, but then he was drafted. He's drafted by Detroit. So, I, I'm, probably gonna trust Eiserman's oh like, yeah judgment and I'm gonna say he's gonna probably end up being like an insane fucking amazing goalie too so it was like literally him and then Wallstead and then Askarov for like the last two years the three first round goalies and then the year before that was Spencer Knight so like those are those are the kind of guys that are you're gonna be looking at in the future first round those are the first rounders yeah it could be a really golden era for these young goalies too so I mean, give me some good, exciting goalies. I hope but, not. I really hope not. Just <laughs> because we lost them all. Yeah, they're they're in division. Like, oh god, no. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, so 
So then the last thing that we kind of have here, we'll kind of transition to NHL talk with it because it goes with uh, first-round results. Um, we had a lot riding on the Minnesota, Team Minnesota. Um, they needed a, to help us out a little bit to get a first-round pick. And the Wild, I'm sorry, the Mild did what the Mild does, and they choke in the playoffs. They decided to end their season early and go into cap hell. <laughs> yeah. So they gets they lost to St. Louis four games to two. Um, Flurry got didn't even get to play the last game. Right? Was it the last two games? Uh, last game. I know that for sure, but I, I was, wasn't following it because I was just like, how do they? How are they fucking this up? Yeah. So, uh, Minnesota packs it up early. They screw us over, so we don't get a first round pick. Uh, they are now in cap hell, so it sucks to be them now. Um, you'll love to see it against the, the wild. Um, the one time 13, I cheered 13 million almost or just about 13 million in uh dead cap from the buyouts of Parise and Suter going into next season. Like, what can they even do to like make that up? I mean, I have no idea. The like right now it says they have projected cap space of 7.3 million. Um, but they, I don't know, man, like who are they, who are they losing? Or they have Kevin Fiala, who's going to be an RFA. He's making 5.1. It's like, all right, are you going to try and sign Kevin Fiala? Because then there goes, there goes your fucking cap space. Because then they don't, I don't know. They also have, Nick Delorier's up. Nick, uh, Nick Bukestad. Like, I just can't wait for Cap from the. They upload. don't have a backup goalie. I don't think they're going to be able to re-sign Mark Andre Fleury. Even though he said day. he would definitely play there again. Did he say that? Yep. His uh, exit. His exit interview. He said he would definitely consider playing in Minnesota. That's crazy. Which I mean, honestly, he would have to be making like way minimum. less. Yeah. Not league men, but like but, I mean, pretty not close. seven, not seven mil. I don't know. I just think it's funny. I like it with it. It's so good. Um, yeah, man, sucks to suck. Sucks yeah, to be Minnesota. Yeah. So where do you want to? So besides Minnesota, St. Louis, where do you want to start? Um, well, I just want to go just real quick with the draft too, because I was looking oh, at yeah. that. And I thought it was really funny. If anybody looks at the the way the draft breaks down, so the Hawks don't have a pick until 38th. And like every pretty much every team has a pick before them, but besides like the one most of the ones that are still in the playoffs. But the Arizona Coyotes have five picks in the draft before the Hawks draft once. And then they have an additional two picks before the Hawks make their second pick. <laughs> So by the by the time the Hawks make their second draft pick in the second round, at fifty sixth overall, because that's Minnesota's, the Arizona Coyotes will have had seven draft picks. That's stupid. They got three, three, three in the first round, and like four, four, four in, in the, the second. second. Jesus. Then one in the third, and then five and six. Yeah. Do you think we can get them to trade one of those first rounds? I mean, the way, only way we can do it is uh, 
basically taking one of our picks and moving up and packaging it with a prospect that we don't know if it's going to work out or not. One of our many defensive prospects? Maybe. Or, like, I don't know. Like, that that's still not probably fair value to get a first. Yeah. I saw, too, that I forgot who the writer was, but he was suggesting that the Blackhawks would be insane not to trade, uh, reach out to New Jersey and offer to bring it for the second overall. I think the Hawks would that's be insane ins- to get rid of the insanity to do that. Yeah. But also only the second overall, I think would be. It would have to be little, so much, a little more. much because like, I don't think whoever is going second overall is going to end up being anything to bring it is no, but I don't know, man. Like if you're, that's that's the other thing. It's like okay, like you want to trade to bring it great and get it second overall. Cool. Well, guess what? I'm pretty sure Kaner's not going to fucking resign then. Oh no, the second to bring it is off this team, and Kaner still has an option. He's gone. Yeah, he's pretty much said that without fully like. Well, he's yeah, literally like, said it without saying it in those exact words, but it's he said that it's made it will make his decision much easier if to bring it yeah. gets another contract, and it's like, I mean. You want people to still go to the fucking games, man. Like, you, you should probably sign some guys. You don't want – like, Arizona's fine. They only have, like, a maximum of 4,500 people that can go to the games at this point coming up in this upcoming, upcoming season. So, if, like, if they're big-ticket, like, guys, like, I mean, if they don't sell, like, or get Kessel back or whatever, and, like, they're selling a bunch of, like, of their space for picks, and they have seven fucking picks before we have two – and we're both a rebuilding kind of team, then I think they're doing a little bit better than we are. <laughs> I think they don't the have Hawks, to worry about selling out stadiums. I don't know if I've said this, made this pitch yet on the show, but I think the Hawks need to sign Phil Kessel this offseason. Um, okay. <laughs> I think that'll help them out defensively. No, like bring them up, get yeah, him in there, get as him, a, get him a, a contract. Veteran presence for a one-year deal. To trade at the deadline. Trade at the deadline. We get our Kessel Blackhawks jersey. Yes. We get to witness. We get to witness him breaking Keith Yandel's Iron Man streak. Well, if he if he does come to the Hawks, does he wear 81? Do the Hawks allow him to retire in it? Yeah. Okay. So what does he wear? 26. Wait, could he wear I don't know? 18. He would be 20, it would be probably 26. 26. It's what he wore at yeah, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Or Minnesota or whatever Minnesota. it was. Yeah, Minnesota. And I think Team USA, like when he was uh oh, okay. Underage. Because he can wear some numbers. He can't wear 18, <laughs> he can't wear 81. Yeah, can't wear 18, can't wear 81. Weird. That's cool. He can wear eight. Fuck you, Kubelik. <laughs> can't wear Yikes. one. No. Um, yeah. Well, draft. Fun shit. fun shit. Um, that's my pitch phil castle chicago blackouts that's what the show is going to be about now no <laughs> yeah right that's um, chicago <laughs> but tell me tell me that not get you a little bit like you know what i like that i like that yeah i mean i would like it and i don't think it's going to help def- like defensively which is fine i don't care i just think that it gives him an opportunity to keep playing and the upside is we get a draft pick for him at the deadline yeah downside is we get a, a year of phil castle 
downside is we get a year of Phil Kessel? That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if that's if there's any downside to it, it's like it's a year of Phil Kessel. It's only a year. Yeah, we don't get, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's only a year. But anyway, all right. So um, let's go. First round uh, results. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at our predictions. So we both had Colorado winning. You had them sweeping. Congratulations yep. on that. I forgot UC Saros wasn't playing. Um, uh, that totally fucked me over. Yes. Um, Daryl Sutter said it best. Uh, it was a waste of an eight day, eight days for the national predators. Um, it just, it was just completely different hockey between those two teams. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that Nashville could have done and Nashville hung in games too, because right. of their, their goaltending was playing on its head, but they're still just overpowered. Like it's crazy. Colorado is just another, it's just, it's just another beast. Yeah. We already talked about St. Louis and Minnesota. Uh, we both had Minnesota winning. You had Minnesota in seven. I had Minnesota in six. So half credit. I don't know. Um, then the last nah, we didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. The next series, we both had LA in seven. And yeah. it was, was close. close. It was very close. And down to the Mc- wire. Yeah. I mean, McDavid just turned into McDavid again. In that last game seven and kind of just like took it over. I think they were saying like there's a lot of like commentators just mentioning about how they're um they're saying the best player probably in that series was like Philip Deneau. Like just how incredible he was, like be, being able to like participate offensively because he's not known to be an offensive type player, but he had a good season that way. Yeah. And then just him just shutting down McDavid like in some nights. It's hard to keep him off the scoreboard for fucking seven games, though. You know, I mean, he put up, what, 14 points that series? McDavid did? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and that's, like, good defensive hockey. <laughs> like, yeah, 14 points. For, for a team that's not, like, super deep, like L.A. or anything like that, like, they made it because their division's super weak. But I mean, he only had 10 or – he had 10 assists, only four goals that series, but still. Yeah. Well, if they had a couple blowout nights, which is like, that'll probably pad the stats for you. The surprising thing, I think, in that series is Evander Kane was seven goals. Yeah. Yeah. And including the game win, or not the game winner, but the empty netter in game six to clinch to go into game seven. And he does the, the seven Sully yeah. to the fans in LA. And I was like, God, why do you have to be such a fucking prick? Like, I would fucking love that if, if it was anybody but Evander Kane doing it. I just love the fact that there's, like, a, a video of, like, the, an interview with him, like, after the game. And they're like, oh, you, you threw up the seven. We're like, was that for, like, seven goals? He's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, was that for, like, your seventh goal? He's like, no, game seven. And <laughs> it's just like, I didn't even realize I had seven goals. It's like, all right, well, that works out. <laughs> and it was funny, too, that... LA fans had pictures of his ex-wife. They were holding up like signs during yeah. the game too. So it was like a nice little little back and forth between the fans and the player. Um yeah, then the the last series uh in the first round, which we both predicted right. We both said in six games, so we got that wrong. But uh-huh. it set up the Battle of Alberta, the Calgary Flames put away the Dallas Stars, who scaring me a little bit like i was not expecting dallas to hang in as much as they did that series yeah man 
And like, just how we were talking about like the goaltending of the future for like the wild and like the predators with Askarov and Wallstead, uh, Jake Hattinger, man. Oh my Holy God. I, it's just, just going to be a fucking pain in the ass to be in this division, like going into the future. It's ridiculous. We're going to we have to step up. Like they are going to have to make some major moves to even compete in this division. And it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, he, <laughs> just like fingers crossed, like one of our goaltending prospects works out. In seven games, he had a 1.81 goals against average and a 9.54 save percentage. God. He brought down, uh, I mean, his career in the playoffs in general, it's only nine games. Yeah, he only played two other games. Yeah, 167 in a in a 9.56 save percentage. He's good, man. He is so good, and I think Dallas has got to be really relieved that all this like goalie, all these goalies are coming off their books this year. Yeah, pretty much. I think they still have Kudobin oh, on. Yeah, they Doby for and one more year. He's he went under or he underwent surgery, um, in March. But who knows if he's going to be coming back or if he's going to be like LTIR I mean, like thirty seven, like right? Yeah, they were they traded for Scott Wedgwood over the over the. Trade trade was it a trade or was it waivers? I I'm oh, no, you're right. It was positive. It was a trade because it was yeah. with Arizona. And I remember because they had his they added him in on an assistant captain jersey on NHL. That's right. I remember that now. Okay. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, man. Fuck. <laughs> what? Everybody, everybody in the division's getting like strong goaltending, like for the future. Like we're just sitting here, like ah, I hope Camesso works out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, so out of the Western conference, did you have like a favorite series or was there like a favorite like moment from, from the first round from the West? Uh, no, <laughs> honestly, like I would have really liked it if LA won game seven. Um, cause I thought I would have, that would have been hilarious, but I do like the fact that like, uh, Calgary versus Edmonton should be a, like a really fucking hardcore series. Um, I would have loved the implosion of like fans in Canada. If both of those teams lost though. And it was Dallas versus LA. Yeah. God. And that would have been just too fucking funny. Uh, I'm just looking forward to like the second round. Like, like we said, battle of Alberta is going to be really exciting. I think that's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Oh, God, and then yeah. Colorado versus St. Louis. And then, I mean, Colorado is just a fucking wagon. So I think I, it's going to be like my favorite thing. I think, didn't they play each other last year and Colorado swept St. Louis? Sounds right. I can pull it up real quick. Um, but yeah, it's going to be in the, you know what? I have been seeing people like St. Louis fans, like not like Homer legitimately think that they have a chance against Colorado. It, it was St. Louis and Colorado last year because it was they were in division and it was only top four in each division because it was still like COVID year right. and Colorado was one, St. Louis was four. And I'm almost positive that they got swept. Yeah, no, they did get swept because wasn't it like Bennington lost four games in a row and like... Oh, yeah, because it was like the most like... Most losses in a row or something in the first round. He had January. like five in the bubble and then yeah. four, yeah. Oh yeah, God. hilarious! Fuck, I, I just hope, and I hope Bennington gets a start, and I just hope just they lit. just destroy him, and he doesn't even make it out of game one. Just, now we say this, and he's gonna go and shut him out for four straight games, and I don't think Colorado's even capable of getting like shut out. 
But even if you get under like McKinnon's skin, you forget that McCarr's just dancing around behind him and he's just going to fucking put it away. Rantanen and Landeskog and oh, yeah. the team is just so good. That team's just really nasty. This has got to be. Nazem Kadri didn't get suspended yet. So yeah. uh, what's happening? That's <laughs> um, This has got to be one of those year like for Colorado, like this has got to be it. No. Um, are they still? Are they? Here, let me pull their cap. Like, are they still kind of set up where if it doesn't work out this year, they? I don't know where they. I forgot. Did McKinnon sign already? Because they got Makar at like nine point five. Oh, McKinnon. Oh, McKinnon's deals up next year, but Burkowski and Ka- and Kadri are done this season. Nikushkin, Lekinen. Yeah, no, they have a lot of money coming off the books this year. And it's a lot of guys that it just kind of doesn't really. Josh Manson, Ryan Murray. Yeah, man. I don't know. Darcy Kemper is up at the end of the season. Jack Johnson. How are they going to do it without him? They're going to, well, they're going to have 24 million in cap space. So they still have like plenty of, plenty of money to give it a go again next year with maybe some one year deals on some guys. But like, I don't think they're going to be able to sign Kadri back. If you have to sign Kadri for like 7.5, let's say, because he had a monster season this year, he's going to get around 6.5 to 8 probably. Unless you can convince him and be like, listen. But you still got to save money for that McKinnon deal. Yeah, like, listen, we're on the verge of something very special here. Especially or if they win it this year. Yeah. He, well, oh, if they oh, win it this year, he, yeah. he gets he gets paid. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but if it's like they go to the conference finals or they go to the Stanley Cup and they come short, and then it's like, listen, you see how special this team is and how close we are. Like, or or he fucking pulls a Marion Hosa and goes to the team that they lost to, and then he loses to Colorado in the, in the finals oh, in the next yeah, year. That'd be hilarious. But yeah, no, I mean they're they're set up to win this year, and I don't think they can. I don't know if they'd be set up any better next year, unless you know, like making some moves where they acquire guys on good deals on the last year of their deals from other teams, and just basically like go like fuck it for draft picks, fuck it for our prospects, like we're going all in this year. But I mean, they're basically one of the best teams in the league this year. So like, if if you don't do it this year, like I think like next year you got to be like fuck it, throw everything at it. We're getting it like, right. Like, <laughs> I mean, they, they don't have a pick to the round three and then they have three, five, six, and seven. That's all they got. So, I mean, they really can't go any more fuck it mode than what they're already in. So, for, but like for next year though, for 2013, they have their first, their third, their fifth, six, seven. See, they still have a first. They don't have their second. They don't have a second for the next three drafts. Fuck them seconds. And their third pick for 2024 is a conditional pick. Uh, Arizona receives a 2024 third-round pick if Colorado wins the Stanley Cup this year, and Darcy Kemper plays in 50% of the playoff games. So they might have that pick. That, so that's only yeah, that one... weird. I, like, I would love – I think we said this before, but like, I would love to be a fly in the room when they're like talking about the conditions on these picks. I like, feel like I it's, it's know a lot the process. like – it's like a, a lot like a writer's room of like a co- like a sketch comedy show or something like that where you're like, all right, let's start throwing ideas out there. It's like, all right, what if we go like 50% of the games played? And he's like, all right, I like where that's going. <laughs> but you have to win the Stanley Cup on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Yeah, right. If you win and it, it has Tuesday. to be one of the home games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? He has to lift the cup on home ice. <laughs> 
Darcy Kemper has to be within the top five of people to get the cup. I feel like it, I feel like that's one of those kinds of things, like the more specific you get, like the, like the higher, like the conditions can be like this seventh can turn into a first. If all of these conditions are met, <laughs> like, God, like, why not? Like you just get really specific with it. If you, you know what? I want to see, I want to see somebody trade a conditional seventh round pick and the more like you're, like you're saying the higher the odds, yeah. Boom, boom. Six round pick. Oh no, we got the fifth round tier. Let's go for oh man. We're yeah, what if they put the like third. tiers into the conditionals? <laughs> like each time you meet one of the conditions, it moves up around up, up around in the draft. You yeah, so, so it's really you can get a seventh round pick or you can get a first round pick or you can yeah. get anything in between. There's there's seven tiers to the conditional or six, whatever. Or you <laughs> can take the mystery condition and potentially <laughs> lose the pick all together. <laughs> if if none of them are met. Uh, <laughs> or if there's or like you actually set it up so there's too many conditions so it's like if all conditions are met then it's eliminated you have to hit seven of eight or some shit i think we just fixed nhl trade deadline like, absolutely not like, i would fucking hate that <laughs> that would so be so dumb but yeah oh. uh colorado man they gotta win it <laughs> all right uh we'll do predictions in a little bit so let's look at the eastern conference we're gonna start with uh pittsburgh new york we both took seven games. You took New York. I took Pittsburgh. And to be fair, I only took Pittsburgh because I wanted to be different because we were, we were going pretty much the same picks for the rest of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, but, man, I was looking pretty good. Pittsburgh up 3-1 in that series. And then... And they were doing it without uh, Tristan Jari or Casey DeSmith. And game without uh, Crosby. Some games without Raquel. Just not a full team and just like how does Pittsburgh do it <laughs> they uh the New York Rangers also trailed in game it was a game f- all elimination games so six mm-hmm. five six seven yeah and they came back and won each of one they were down two nothing five and six and they were down three to two uh in game seven and came back and Panarin who's been kind of quiet this postseason comes up with the big goal um to win it, to send the New York Rangers to the second round, which that was a team like I can like I know you said earlier like they're your like like kind of your sleeper team that could kind of do uh, can surprise a lot of guys if the right things happen. Yeah, but also watching them, I'm like, man, I just don't think they're ready for this. No, I don't. Especially yeah. since you struggle against a team that's playing their third string goalie, like. Who's powered by spicy pork and vegetables? Like, right, right. He comes into a, an overtime game and still sh- like shuts the door on you. He's been sitting on the bench for over like fucking three hours. That, Just, yeah, that was that was not brutal. a great series too. Like a lot of blowout games, a lot of seven two, seven three games. It just wasn't entertaining. Yeah, like Shesterkin. Like, what's happening, bud? But, I mean, he played great in those last, like, few games. Yeah, he uh, probably shouldn't be waving uh, goodbye to uh, the, to a team that he's about to play in the playoffs either. Yeah, luckily, I don't think he did that to uh, – what are they playing, Carolina? They're playing Carolina. So, yeah, Carolina was playing – who did Carolina even play? Carolina played Boston. Boston. Yeah, um, that was, what, five – no, that was game seven, too. Seven games, yeah. Yeah, we both said Carolina in six – um, it was just home team wins in that series. That was it. I'm just happy to see Boston go down. I mean, yeah, you're kind of starting this. What I, 
I love the classic teams, and I yes. was, I think the game's better when the classic teams are playing, especially when you have guys like Crosby, Malkin, um, say what you will about Marchant, um, Pasta, all those guys. But seeing these teams that just haven't been around and are just getting good again, all that, it's it's good for the oh, game yeah. too, I think. Like, I love seeing Carolina moving on. I love seeing New York moving on. Like the new powerhouse team. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that, um, with the end of that series, Patrice Bergeron's contract's going to be up. And I guess there's, like, questions on if he's going to continue to play or not. Yeah, I know they asked him if he was going to consider would consider playing in Montreal, and he's like, no. <laughs> he just said no. A, I would, that would be hilarious. I would love that. Yeah, he um, uh, he was caught hugging like all of his players as they're getting off the ice game seven. People are like, don't look too much into it. He does that every game. They're like, he hugs every single teammate as they get off the ice. Huh? Like, it's just captain stuff. It's like, no, that's not what they do. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play. Like, He's one of those things like I wouldn't and I would be surprised if he like retires. I can see it. He, like, what else does he have to prove? I mean, yeah. But also, well, I think Boston loses a lot if he retires, though. Yeah, too big time. He's been he's been on such a like a team friendly friendly deal. He's only he's been making less than seven million. He, he's been nothing but a selkie trophy winner. Literally the fucking Patrice Bergeron trophy. Yeah, is it, just when like, he retires, does it get renamed after him? I, I mean, I don't <laughs> think they're into renaming trophies yet, but. It's just yeah, under it's under seven million six point eight seven five. He's also like only a few points away from a thousand. So I wonder if maybe he signs like one more contract and sees it and just tries to get to a thousand points. He's 18, 18 points away. He's thirty six. So I mean, he'll be it's thirty. He'll old. be thirty seven. Like, he played yeah, a lot so of he'll, games. He'll be thirty seven by the time next season starts. Like they're constantly in the playoffs. They usually make it past the first round. They made it to the finals a few times like i don't see him yeah i don't see why he wouldn't play again yeah i think i I don't know just over 1200 i'm fucking tired (laughs) played over just over 1200 nhl games well plus all the olympics too yeah 400 career goals 582 career assists um 167 playoff games i mean that's a lot of hockey yeah Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into big play day during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions reply. See show notes for details. It's just weird, mean, too. Their projected cap space right now, too, for next year is only $2.3 million. And that's with... Uh, with... DeBrusque signing a new deal, which is surprising. Like, literally going and asking for a trade and then signing a new two-year deal. And it's like, it oh, s- it must be must be for when he gets traded at the deadline. Still doesn't get traded. 
Well, they said that they did it because so now when they try to move him this off season, it's going to be more attractive because he's got term and all that. It it makes, it makes sense. I will be shocked if he's still on this team come next season. Yeah. You think it's an off season move? Yeah. I think it's going to be like a trade deadline type of thing. Well, they also have 9.5 kicking in for Charlie McAvoy and then also 6.5 kicking in for Hampus Lindholm. So there's like, even if they do drop that 4 million, uh, they they still have two point, it would be like 6.3. And I mean, Swayman's deal is up after next season too. If you, if he's the goalie of the future, like I guess you're going to have to move Linus Allmark because he's making 5 million. I don't know. I'm sure that they can fucking pull some shit because they always, besides Charlie McAvoy, they sign guys for less than seven million, and I don't understand how they can just do that. I almost like I like some of these teams. I'm like these GMs. Like, do they know something the rest of like the rest of people don't like about like the cap or something? Like, I, because- I don't know if they're just calling players bluffs and just being like, "Take this is the deal. Take it or leave it." And it's like, all right, I'm going to leave it. It's like, all right, cool, go. Yeah, it's just – Because, I I mean, when you think about it, like, they have traded out good players already too, like Tyler Sagan, Dougie Hamilton. Like, they're not afraid to move guys that are young and, like, are questionable on whether or not they're going to sign, like, the the deals that they want them to sign, you know? Like, maybe that's the the thing. They're like, oh, if you don't sign this, we're going to fucking trade you. Like (laughs) – I don't know. It's going to be for him so far. So yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see what happens there. But uh, back to the main topic there, Carolina uh, with yes. that series in seven, they will face the New York Rangers, which is going to be an interesting series. I think um, Carolina, I think it's just has been a much better team in the playoffs than the Rangers have. It's, it's really funny too, that it's like both conferences. They have this, the a, the a series that everybody's going to be talking about. Yeah. And then the other series is going to be kind of forgotten about because it doesn't have that, that appeal, that, that flair, the, the back. It's not the battle for the region. It's right. not the battle of Alberta or battle of Florida. But you know what? They could surprise. And that's when those like good series surprises everyone. I think, I think, yeah. I don't know if this series is going to really surprise anybody. Like I don't I think of the surprise for me of this series would be if the Rangers actually win it. Yeah. I think Carolina's just, they're really good, but I mean, they haven't won a game on the road yet in the playoffs. So who knows? Yes, we'll see. Um, well, like I said before, we'll get in predictions in a little bit. Um, we're going to go to Florida and Washington first, just because the last series we kind of want to talk about a little bit. Um, the Panthers win in six. I took them in six. You took them in five. I believed in them a little bit more. Yeah, I was more realistic. <laughs> They're still my Stanley Cup team. They are still my Stanley Cup team. And I was texting our, our buddy Rossi, and I was like, how is it that a team that I have no connection to and could care less, whatever, but I still feel like they're going to be the death of me watching them. The Blackhawks aren't in the playoffs. I don't have that mm-hmm. playoff stress. Yet watching this team play and have to come back from big deficits against the Washington Capitals – multiple times this series it was insane and it's very interesting to see where this team is is at and it's just kind of showing like why the postseason 
is a completely different beast than the regular season. And I think it shows like why the president's trophy really doesn't mean much. I just don't know why they're so comfortable like playing from behind. <laughs> like they yeah. went down in like the, at least the last three games of the series that they won. They were down in each game. And it's just uh guys, it's not how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> I even think the clinching game, they were down three nothing. Yeah. Well, uh, not the or was that game? game, game that five. was that was the game five. Okay. Um, the only game that they won that they led in was the first one that they that they ended up winning. But it's just like, you, what's going on? Like, they're just really comfortable playing from behind for some reason. They are, yeah, they're just, I don't know. And then it's like, too, it's like, they realize that they have, it's like, Colorado, they still have time and, and money and all that kind of stuff. These guys kind of have to get going now a little bit, like. I mean, it, they showed that they can just they can they hang in games. They're not they're not out just because they're down by one, two, or three goals. But it's, I think they also got the luck of the draw of the way that the playoffs are set up because yeah, they, they didn't face probably like the worst goaltending that like was available besides like Nashville, and they kind of barely won those games. They, what was it? Are, they, they didn't score. They didn't score a single power play goal in the first round. Right. Yeah. So, like, you got to figure that out. That's not going to work as you get deeper in the playoffs. Like, you have got to take advantage of those situations. But it's also kind of crazy that even though Quinville hasn't been with that team since November, October, November, that, like, you could still see his, like, what? I was looking at their uh, salary cap. Then they have Max Domi on the retained salary in Florida. Did they really help them out for that Carolina trade? I think so. That's weird. But I'm just, I'm just like, uh, I don't remember that. But okay, so what I, what I was saying though, it's yeah. like they haven't had Quinville with them since how long? But you could still see his system. Like Brunette has just kind of really like, okay, this is what Joel put in place. Uh, yeah, it's worked for us. Let's go with it. Let's run with yeah. it. Just keep rolling. But yeah, so that was a series that. For being the top team in the league, I feel like that kind of series got looked past a little bit. Um, and this last series is probably uh, the one that everybody was watching. Um, unfortunately, they weren't watching for the right reasons. I think they were just watching for pure misery and and just lick Eric Cartman licking up the the the, the tears from like <laughs> Leafs fans' eyes and face and. Um, we both took Tampa Bay in seven games. You said it best last year. Until they do it, we can't like prove it. I'm I'm, and, I'm taking every team against Toronto until they prove it, and, and they they didn't prove it. It's the fifth year in a row of literally losing in the last possible game in the first round because of the because of the COVID year where they only had a best of five. Yeah, you can't say they always lose in game seven, but five years in a row, they go to game. The last the last game of the series and they lose. <laughs> the so it's, facts. it's it's I don't know how long they can keep this streak up, <laughs> but at some point they either make the second round or they miss the playoffs. The f- fact that the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs won a playoff round, their goaltender was Ed Belfour. Maybe they I- can maybe they re-sign him. 
That's bananas. Like that yeah. is absolutely insane. Like what? What does this team do? Also, the fact that like it wasn't Tampa's like big goal scorers; it was Nick Paul. Yeah, Nick Paul gets two goals against them. I mean, he's he's been a great pickup for him. It's too bad Ottawa didn't get two prospects and two first rounders for him, but I mean, somebody else had to. <laughs> and Nick Paul is doing better than Hagel. Hagel's kind of a no-show. Eh, but, it's all right. I, I still love him. Oh, I still love him too, but I think maybe it's hilarious. Maybe we'll give him back to us. I'd like to think that he's like, I'm doing this for you, Blackhawk fans, and he's throwing. <laughs> he's throwing? He's trying to, he's going to do his best to make those the best possible draft picks for us. Honestly, like, I... I'm I'm hoping that I mean he can win the cup this year. It's fine. Like that's not gonna do anything for those draft picks that we have. Yeah. But like I would like to see him raise it. It's been he's been in the league for how long at this point? I'm just yeah, like he fucking needs it. Like Jumbo Joe, fuck that guy. Give Hagel the trophy. Um, yeah, right. But no, but seriously, so talking about Toronto a little bit, like what's next for this team? Like, where do they go at this point? Like well, I mean, this. I think this year just shows that that playoff setup is just awful because they they didn't play terribly. They actually, it was a great first round for them, and they just they just got the worst worst pull out of any fucking team. I had like mentioned it to you guys. Like if if it was like normal. Not normal, I guess it is normal at this point. This way, this playoff format is the standard like, one through if eight. It was, if it was the standard one through eight, but it was like, hey, let's say like the division leaders, no matter who they are, one and two. Uh, Toronto's still third in that conference. They would have played Boston instead, instead of the back to back Stanley Cup champions. Um, do they have a better <laughs> chance? Better? <laughs> I think so. I would think so because Boston had questionable goaltending to start the series, too. So, I mean, that gives you. Like, who knows what they do at that point, but it's not Vasilevsky. And so you just have a better chance there. Is and there then, more of a – but is there more of a, like, a demon facing Boston again in the first round? Yeah, but I think that's the thing that you have to overcome if you're that team, you know? That's and true. then one of the other things that people have been saying is, like, doing just a 1 through 16. And if, if they did a 1 through 16, it would have been uh, Toronto versus what? Like, the, I think the Capitals – because the Capitals were 13th and Toronto was fourth in the league. But if you go by that, Toronto was fourth in the league and Tampa was eighth in the league and they faced off against each other. And that's just like, how is that a first round matchup when you have Edmonton at 11 in the league versus Los Angeles at 14th in the league? And it's just like, how do you, that's just. It's a broken system. That's brutal. The other thing I noticed too, is like you, we had Minnesota and St. Louis at, Sitting Minnesota was at five, St. Louis is at nine. And if you go through that one through eight, um, uh, conference one, two, let's say Minnesota would have been third because Calgary, sh- well, they had more points than Calgary, but Calgary should have had second, let's say division leaders one and two. Minnesota would have been third, they would have played, they would have played LA instead. And we and, would have a first round pick, mm, maybe, maybe. <laughs> it just they would still mean, have to win the second round. Let's just call it what it is. The playoff format in the NHL is a broken system. Yeah. They they want to try to create these rivalries within division. If, if you if can't benefits, do that, 
it benefits literally like the good team in the bad division and it, it punishes the good teams in good divisions. Yeah. Like they, they're talking about this. Oh, it's going to create more division rivalry and all that kind of stuff. If you can't do that when you're facing each other six times in a regular season. Yeah. Like you're not going to get it. It's like, okay, what's, I mean, I understand playoff hockey is a different beast, but I want to see the, the the best teams playing the best teams farther down in the playoffs. Yeah. When it, when it means, means more. more. Yeah. I mean, it, it all means a lot, but I mean, when, when the teams have been playing some playoff hockey already and like, I love the, I love the actual more surprising series. And like when like an eight, like an actual eight beats a one. Like, like when LA in awesome. 2012. Yeah, I don't want I don't want like six versus seven because of the way the divisional like playoff is going or like what it would, it would be like let's say five versus six, like that's basically what fucking Edmonton and LA would have been. Tampa Bay, Toronto, Edmonton Tampa and LA Bay. literally would have been five versus six, and yeah. that's a first round matchup. Like that's not something that should be fucking going on. Tampa Bay versus Toronto, Tampa Bay versus Florida, those should be conference finals games. Yeah, that should be that's that's second round and finals. Like that's, it's ugh, so annoying, and and like I always enjoyed when the Hawks had the playoff series against Vancouver. They're not division rivals. I think that like creating even more rivalries that way is fucking awesome. Because then it makes it goes on when you're facing these teams later next season for fewer games. What game are you circling? The team that you just beat the shit out of for six or seven games. You want to see the bad blood carry over for like, see if it's still there from the last season. Yeah. I, I just, I, mean, I don't understand. And they are even they trying to keep out, rivalries just within the division. Yeah. And they even like, came out and said that they see no reason to change anything. Ugh. And it's, it's garbage. Like they're throwing out like so much. The viewership is good. Like we'll talk about that too. Well, you know, what? I'll bring it up real quick since we're talking about it. The viewership would go up so much more. I think if you had more interesting matchups later on, because you're getting to the point where you got like some teams that don't deserve to be in the conference finals, don't deserve to be in the Stanley cup. And they had the easy path to get there. Like talk about when you face the King, the Kings and uh, Blackhawks in 2014, when everybody was like, Oh, yep. That was the Stanley cup final right there. Yeah. I, if those, if those teams have been up earlier in the round, like that's ridiculous. Um, so what was it? it? Even if, uh, well, man, I don't know what LA was even coming in during those seasons, but it, I mean, it could have been a possibility. Like if it was this kind of playoff setup, if they were like a wild card team and the Hawks were like also, or they were just within that, they would have been a round one or round two kind of, or right. I guess it would have been like a round. I don't know actually, but it could have been a round one or round two kind of matchup. And you're like, okay, one of the best teams just got eliminated before like the third round. Like, so here's so here's the stats real quick for round one on TNT TBS TBS. Um, they average about eight hundred and twelve thousand viewers, which is up sixty percent versus two thousand twenty one, and up twenty seven percent versus twenty nineteen. Uh, female female viewerships up eighty three percent versus two thousand and twenty one, and up forty nine percent versus twenty nineteen. Pittsburgh and the Rangers game seven averaged th- uh, 2.3 million, most of non-cup final games since 2018. Tampa Bay Toronto game seven, game seven averaged 1.7 million. Um, those two are the most watched round one games of all time. 
Oh, wow. That's good. I like People it. want to watch good hockey. Yeah. And it you're going to give them good hockey in round one. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, That's... there's more hockey available too. Right? Four games in a day for like almost two weeks. It was a great round one too. There's so many game sevens. I mean, five game sevens. Yeah. Or was it six? No, it was five. Five. Five yeah. out of the eight series went to seven. Which is like, man, that's, that's great. Nuts. That's awesome. But yeah, so we kind of kind of haven't really talked about like what do you think? So now Toronto again, five years in a row, eliminated the last game of the first round. Haven't Love won it. since 20, 2004. So what what happens now? I mean Unlike the other losses, this one I don't think feels the same for them. They can hope they can keep their head up on this one. Yeah, because like before, like I mean, the worst one was Columbus. Like how the fuck, like you were supposed to blow them out, and you didn't. You lost in five, and then what? Boston, those hurt. What Just else? Was there, in Montreal, oh, that was a bad one too. See, those are like the last, I think the last two, because it's Montreal and Columbus before this one are just brutal meltdowns. Yeah, and could both what? And then Montreal, uh, they're up three to one. Yeah. And then in the Columbus series, there was a there was a game where they were down three goals and came back and won in like overtime. And then the next game they were up three goals and then lost it in overtime. And like it was just like, what what kind of hockey are you playing here, bud? But yeah, then yeah, they blew a three I think it was it was the in the Boston series, it was game seven. They were just like no shows. But like this time during this whole game seven, this seven game series, like their star players showed up. They scored big goals. They've led them to wins. And I mean, what are you gonna do? Like you you got Vasilevsky on the other end, who has unbelievable fucking stats in the playoffs. What they're 17 and 0 after a loss, they're they're undefeated in fucking elimination games. He literally most of the time just gets a shutout. Yeah, this is the first this is so the like, first time like it was a clinching game that he didn't get a shutout in in yeah, like five it, or six game rounds. I don't know like what do you think about like the Tavares like disallowed goal at all, but I mean it was interference. <laughs> like it's yeah, kind of I mean, shitty. It is like what it dumb, is, yeah. They're a little nitpicky kind of call, but I mean, it goes too to like Jeez. Pittsburgh and the Rangers series, where Pittsburgh was pissed off about the whole helmet rule when yeah. um, Patterson, Patterson, yeah, lost his helmet, has to get off the ice, and because of that, it goes essentially a five on four, and New York gets the goal. Like, yeah, I don't. That's, know. It's just a weird rule. It's like they don't play without a bucket. It's like, a player safety. It's their player safety thing. Like, oh. Players play so often without helmets that they get hurt on concussions from it. I don't know. It's dumb, but it's like little nitpicky stuff like that. But I mean, I usually we joke like, okay, well, the next thing they do is okay, new goalie, try it again. That I mean, might yeah, be that might be the thing here. They Jack Campbell didn't even play bad. No, and he <laughs> didn't. But like, I just I don't think Jack Campbell is that guy. Ooh, I hope they give up on them and then we can take them. Yeah. I don't think that's the deal. I think, I think the deal will end up being, we get Morazic instead and like whatever picks they have left over. That's probably not a first. I just, yeah, I think this team is, is built right finally. And they have the right combination. It's just 
that one bounce. That they need that lucky bounce. Yeah, and they need that. <laughs> I mean, Marner, <laughs> his un, his unluckiness continued after <laughs> Game Seven. He got carjacked. Carjacked at gunpoint and knife point by three people. Three people. And, and <laughs> I've seen some posts online that were just like, "Man, can you imagine if they recognized him?" And some, and they were just like, "Give me your card and an autograph." <laughs> like, give me your, wearing, oh, wait, like if they're wearing a Marner jersey when they're fucking like carjacking them too, it's like they're wearing that black like Justin Bieber Toronto jersey too. Um, just oh, the like, reversible, yeah, yeah. Um, which by the way, when we went to the Hawks game, the last game against Vegas, a guy in front of us had that jersey on and he had it reversed, so the jersey side was out. It was so stupid. Just the yeah. I wanted like to pull the the fight strap every time yeah. he got up. Like it was so dumb. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, <sighs> Noli gets pissed at me when I say this. Cause I'm like, I'm a least, I, I consider myself a Leaf fan, but yeah, it's like, my it's Eastern, not one of my it's, Eastern conference. Teams. Yeah. And, but the fact that they're not like my team, like I, I do get enjoyment out of them losing in the first round yeah. just because it's, yeah. it's entertaining. It is yeah. funny to me. And this one just, I just didn't get the same, like, oh my God, out of this. I felt the first, at first I was like. Because it wasn't pathetic. Right. The first, (laughs) when it first happened, I had that like, oh shit, here we go again feeling. But then I'm like looking at it and I'm like, ah, it's not, it's not the same. It's, this was a hard fought series between, against the defending, defending Stanley Cup champions. Like, yeah, I just I think Leaf fans need to not be as hard on their team as they have in the past because this is a different experience and I and I truly think they 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 get over the hump next year and then they have to face the second no. round beast. <laughs> I mean, oh. I don't I until they do it, I'm not gonna think that they can make it past Game Seven in the first round. So oh, I'm still not gonna they, pick them. They can be they can be a fucking President's Trophy winning team next year. I do not give no, a no, shit. No. They will not make it past game seven. Don't get me wrong. I'm not predicting them to get past it until they do it. I yeah. think that they will. I, I I think they could, but I'm not going to put money on it. Like, I'm still going against them and like, the betting part of it, but. Trade away Austin Matthews to Arizona for. First round Chikrin, pick. Chickering and uh, Nick Schmaltz. And there oh, they already had the first round pick. Never mind. I thought. Turn Shane Wright for Austin Matthews, basically. That's if they have, if they got oh. the first overall, but I don't know. So, all right. So, second round matchups. Uh, they are starting right now. Um, as we're recording, Florida versus Tampa is playing, and it is Tampa up two one. Uh, halfway through the third. Halfway through the third. Holy shit! I Florida's know. got them right where they want them. When Florida yeah. being down, <laughs> being down. So we'll start. We'll start right there. Um. So who who do you like in this series? Um. Oh man, I I think I'm. I think I would go with. I'd made a couple brackets, and each one um is different with who wins this series. But I feel like with the way the first round went, you kind of just got to go Tampa. Like Tampa had. They they I mean. I don't know, like Florida struggling and not scoring a power play goal against Washington, I don't think is going to be a good look against Tampa. So I think Tampa Bay ends up taking this one. How many games? Seven. Seven? Yeah. I I agree with you, and I want to go Tampa, 
but I've been on Florida's bandwagon since the beginning of the season. They've been my pick the entire way, so I got to stick with them. So I'm taking Florida and seven. It'd be real hard to win more games when you don't score a power play goal. Right. So. Yeah. And I and I I hate myself for it. I really do. I hate this pick, but I got to stick with them. Um, also, Claude Giroux has been playing great in the playoffs. He's a great pickup right mm-hmm. now for them. Um, all right, New York and Carolina. I'm taking Carolina in six. I think New York is a good team. They are going to gain a lot more, I think, from this series and an understanding of where they need to go next year and what it's going to take for them to get to the next level. I just think that they're just not there yet. Um, so that's why I think Carolina is just is an all-around good team. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Carolina in six. Um, I think Carolina will win, but I actually I'll just – I'll do like a. I think I'll take the Rangers and I think seven. Like it. Rangers and seven. Well, it's weird because I I feel like I can take like this is where I'm going like either Rangers in seven or Carolina in five, like (laughs) like that's that's the feeling I get. I feel like they're gonna be pretty pretty close games. I just I don't know. Is Freddie Anderson coming back anytime soon? That's what I was too. I don't know. Um, if Freddie Anderson's back i think it's carolina and five yeah i, mean, I if with auntie rotna it gets pushed back a couple games but i still think carolina has it but i also like it's got like i wouldn't be shocked at all if new york surprises and takes this one like this is one right. it like it doesn't I'm the teams I'm sold in on the Eastern conference are playing each other right now, Tampa Bay and Florida. Those are the two teams that I think are, you're going to have to get through. It's a coin flip for the other ones. It says as of right now, Freddie Anderson is not available. Um, he said, ask reporters to not ask about the Danish goalie until he takes the ice with the team for practice. So like, that's well, the, he's that's not even the practicing. Yeah. That's the toss-up for me. Like, does Shesterkin continue the early series against Pittsburgh where he let up seven-ish? Yeah. So he got pulled a couple games too? Or is he going to be more rock solid? Because, I mean, they need him to be basically a stolen wall. Ronta's back, right? Because I know Ronta's he was hurt. Back. Yeah, yeah. Ronta, Ronta finished the series for Carolina. Okay. Yeah. And while I think Ronta's like a solid goalie, I don't think he's like a Stanley Cup winning goalie too so oh, that's why i think that they, pretty interesting i don't know like he had a great season but we've seen him melt, like basically melt down kind of be left up to dry in toronto over the last couple of years too there's so many questions in this series that it literally you could flip a coin and and it could fall whatever way you'd be like oh no yeah that makes sense yeah um all right western conference let's go colorado st louis um just because i hate st louis colorado and four yeah I would probably Colorado. I'll take Colorado in five. I just, yeah, man, Colorado's a, just, they've been sitting for a minute. I don't know. I don't think their feet are going to be any cold because you got McKinnon pretty much leading that team and he's literally fucking furious with the playoffs and he's been pissed at the NHL this entire year. Do you um, think too, like Colorado's got the best situation? Cause I've kind of feel like, I don't know if it's just because they swept and they haven't played in a while, but I kind of feel like nobody's talking about like the Western conference. Like, I feel like everybody, when they're talking about Stanley Cup and all that, they're talking Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. So, like, they have that perfect, like, under the radar, just get in there and then 
just fuck shit up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They're just going to go on fuck shit up mode. All right. And then the last battle of Alberta, Edmonton, Calgary. Um, I'll let you go first because I am. Uh, Calgary and four. No shit. Okay. Yeah. I just. Edmonton went to game seven against LA. LA doesn't have the shit that Calgary has. I mean, <laughs> like the best goaltending series was Calgary versus Dallas, hands down. Like yeah. both goalies had less than a 2.0 goals against average. They're both sitting close to like 9.5, save percentage. And then you go to Edmonton and Mike Smith was playing great against he like LA. somehow he's like top five in save percentage in playoff history in playoff history or no maybe it's like the last like maybe it was like the last like 10 seasons or something like whatever the stat was they listed him at like top five like i don't understand it doesn't make any sense um i'm taking calgary in five just because i think mcdavid is going to steal a game yeah, I don't think so. I think game three, they'll go down three nothing, and McDavid's just gonna do McJesus shit and win game four on his own. And I think that's all. And then he's gonna just be out after that. So yeah, I'm taking Calgary in five. Hmm. Yeah, no, Calgary in four. All right. Um, and <laughs> go from of- also you just go from playing quick, who like had some great games, but you could take Markstrom who. Nine four three one one point five three goals against average. Like a team that has just a a much deeper team to like theoretically should should have would or would win the Vesna Trophy if um Shusherkin didn't have the year that he did. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty like, much. That's like that's like it's gonna be like. Are you fucking kidding me? Like Markstrom's numbers, like season wasn't good enough for Vezin this year. Like that just shows you what he did in New York, which is fucking ridiculous. Also, also, it wasn't even. It's probably not even a question who wins the Vezna, which is which is also kind of ridiculous. You're just like, yeah. damn, damn. So that's who we got, and then um, because we so we put up a poll because the Blackouts are out, and we have not much to talk about the Blackouts. We're gonna do like a little bit more coverage on one series. We left that up to you guys, and you guys picked the Battle of Alberta for us to do a little bit more coverage. So next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about that series. And I just like to say, screw you all for picking the games that end up the super late on all <laughs> every game. So um, screw. You I'm guys. just realizing I I don't know if I like it or if I hate the fact that they staggered the like Battle of Florida and Battle of Alberta, or if I would have okay. liked it better if they were on the same day. But I think, like, I mean, because those are the two, probably the two most look forward to series to watch, right? Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess you got to put, yeah, because yeah, you're going to be like, oh, my God, what the fuck? This is crazy. <laughs> I, think, I think the Eastern Conference is on TNT and the Western Conference is on ESPN. Mm, no. No? No, because t- today is TNT for both uh, games. Okay. It's Colorado, right. St. Louis later tonight. And then tomorrow is ESPN when this goes live. Okay. Never mind then. All oh, right. my God. They just scored a power play goal. Let's go with the Duclair too. Yeah. Let's go. Good for that unless, guy, man. Unless there's a whistle. But I mean, like I said, Florida had them right where they had. Right oh, they're they looking for them. something. They're yeah. looking. It's questionable. We'll see. Yeah, Vasilevsky yeah. looked right to the bench after that happened. But I don't know, man. Maybe it's too late to say uh, Florida and five and four. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> What are they? 
Oh, uh, I don't, I think they were questioning if he interfered. I don't know. Whatever. Everybody will know by the time. Yeah, All right. Sorry. Playoff hockey guys. You're going to have to get used to this for the next couple episodes, few episodes. So, yeah. Um, all right. We'll wrap this up really quick here. Um, quickle cup, quickle, quickle, a what? cup, <laughs> quick little things, quick little notes. Oh, the puck went out. <laughs> Sorry. Puck okay. went out of play. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so, Take away the power play goal. Oh, Cooper's pissed. Yeah. Which is weird because he never shows shows emotion. I love it. I love Uh, it. Okay. Quick little things. Barry Trotz is interviewing with the Winnipeg Jets. Yep. Um, Which out in uh, Vegas. Vegas. So um, three coaches in six seasons for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, a big fuck you to that organization for just legitimately whoever's running that is just playing NHL 22 and just picking up all the salary and making the coaching changes as much as possible. Um, I hope and that team doesn't make the playoffs again for the long time. They should have zero blackberries by the trade deadline. <laughs> uh, and the last thing that was announced today, the, the Selkie uh, nominees uh, Bergeron uh Barkoff and yes. Lindholm. Yep. Elias Lindholm. That's yeah, the other thing, too, when you're talking about Battle of uh, Alberta. You got Elias Lindholm probably going up against Connor McDavid and Selkie fucking nominee. Yeah. So that's the kind of guy you want playing uh, playing in that matchup, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. You got anything else, Tanner? Uh, no. Okay. So this was episode 177. Tanner, do you know what I'm about to ask you? Nope. What do we call this episode? Uh, <laughs> a, a tale as old as time. Toronto out in seven. <laughs> yes. I wish. I wish there'd be. It might be too long. Oh. Um. No. I think I'll, I'll figure a way to make that work. I like that. I like that a lot. Ah, they just called no goal. Yeah, this little this little kid throwing his hands up. He doesn't know what's going on. He's palms up. He doesn't yeah. understand the rules. <laughs> it's Florida hockey, baby. Um, all right, it's so episode one seventy seven. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on social media at WCB Podcast. Like us on Facebook, the Windy City Benders Podcast. Follow the the big guys, the Hockey Podcast Network um, at Hockey Pod Net on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. Promo code THPN on DraftKings, exclusive offers. And yeah. All right. All good? All good. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.